Mine's still hit. On with the show. This is it. It's the show. It's the show. Oh, on with the show. This is it. On what with is the up? show. What is up? This is, is up? it. Yeah, it's a this real time. This is my stinky, foamy thing. Oh, please. I the pop filter. I keep that's, that it's, off. It's, 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 that's what they call you. Know, it's a prof in professional radio it's lingo. It's called the pop that filter. That's a pop filter. To stop from the... Pops and the peas. That? Well, no, I, what is it? Maybe it's to stop it. from the spit. Well, it's... it's, 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 you, it's again, with your hard peas. So you don't pop in the microphone. Yeah, but it could be like spitting. Well, it's all on the pop filter. It's all the, all the drool and the spitting. What are you doing? Uh, what are you doing? Oscar. First of all, Oscar. I, oh, Oscar, use a coaster. Before we get serious, I gotta say something not serious. I am serious. Before I get serious. Go ahead. You know that new movie that's out about strippers that stars fifty-year-old J Lo? What's it called? The new movie that's out about strippers, Hustlers. Is it called Hustlers? No earthly idea. Is that what the movie's called? Couldn't care any less. Well, the commercial's on all the freaking time. When? Like, like all the time. Mm, false. I see it all the time. No, I have not seen one commercial hustlers. with her being it's a, called uh, hustlers. Uh, a, a sex queen. Okay, whatever. I love, let me tell you something. <laughs> First of all, Jayla looks amazing. So, of course. no disregard to But she is a 50 no, year old no, woman. She's I mean, a beautiful woman. She's a beautiful woman. And uh, when you go lots of money. Jennifer Aniston, same vintage. Right. Mm. And, and you know, I, like, like I said, if, if Jennifer Lopez wasn't a movie star and was 50, she wouldn't look like that. You know that? Because she'd get <laughs> trainers and all this stuff, makeups, but, you know, you know she wouldn't look like that. She just looked like a typical, you know, woman, you know, 50 from the, woman. From the block. But, so, no, here's the thing that's great. So, she's doing a movie about strippers, and it's, like, um, got and all these uh, celebrities in it, but, like, all these... Um, a couple of rappers in it, and you know, just it's all it's about stripping. Well, like LJ Cool, L Cool J, whatever, wrong, same, wrong same guy. LJ no, cool. no, no. But what I'm saying is, is that it's a movie about stripping, and it's been done. Striptease, Demi Moore did it. Oh, Striptease, horrible. yeah. Horrible. Reynolds, you remember that? There's been lots I of movies do. about stripping, but now they're saying there's Oscar buzz. Oscar, who's the coaster? And I'm just going to say this. I what? haven't seen the movie, so if anyone sees... I don't think it's out yet. But if anybody sees that movie, I want them to call into this and tell me how it is. Because I can't imagine for the life of me <laughs> that anybody gets an Oscar <laughs> nomination for a, being a stripper. I know. Yeah. Be, uh, acting in a film about a stripper. And just based on the, now just based on the commercials I've seen, I'm saying, it doesn't seem like an Oscar-worthy role. And I, to me, Oscar worthy is when you look at someone and you don't even you remember you can't remember who they are. You only see them in that character. Well, yeah. Like, and you're like, oh my god! Like, you totally get into the character and you completely lose yourself. And the person like maybe transforms and emotional, all those things. Like Forrest I, Gump. I don't see Tom Hanks. I see no, Forrest no. Gump. Period. I, I think. I mean, Tom Hanks is brilliant. But here's the thing: she's how can you be nominated? I don't get it. So somebody needs to call me. After they see that movie and tell me if it is an Oscar-nominated performance from Jennifer Lopez, I need to know. Because I cannot, just based on that commercial, I cannot fathom why there is Oscar buzz. I got to tell you, again, I'm not, like, I can't I say that I've seen the commercial. I've not seen Ugh. the trailer. Ugh. Ugh. So that's a big I news. can't. I'll show you later. I don't even want to play. <laughs> hey, quickly, before we get, right. to, we get to the topic of the day, basically. Yes. Tell me about the Bronx Zoo. Oh, that's a whole freaking story. Well, just give me the bullet. All right. All right. Do we have, let me see. It's 540. We got okay. plenty of time. 
before we get to the, the very important serious topic because there's it's all important but some more than others but yeah. go ahead I, I agree well here's my issue oh first of all i love the zoo now i love the zoo for different reasons than maybe some other people love it um the bronx zoo they have their own show called the zoo on animal planet and now the san diego zoo is on that and uh i think the cleveland uh, cleveland there's another zoo columbus there. columbus zoo yeah, that's, that's right a sorry good one too. um and so they have different zoos and i like how they follow them how they're how trying to propagate a species species that are near extinction they, right. they get them to you know procreate so that they can try to retain them and, and keep them from going extinct because that is a problem um, in this country is how these, or not this country, in this world, how animals become extinct. And then they, they fix them up. They have a broken leg. They, they, have, they had a flamingo and they put a little, little metal little hinge on yeah. his leg because they have little tiny legs and they made him walk again. They have little wheelchairs and little surgeries. They fix like a jaw and a gorilla. I mean, they do stuff. That's why I love it. But <coughs> ultimately, you, you go through, an, if you're an animal lover like me, you go through a weird emotional thing because you do see that they're they're in cages. I mean, they are in cages. Now, ultimately, if they were in the wild, they'd probably get eaten, or if they got injured, they'd die, and no one right. would be there to fix them. So, you know, you know, 90% <coughs> of that zoo is great. Right. Um, the birds fly free. Like, they have these bird sanctuaries, and the birds just fly everywhere, which is wow. the coolest thing they do. They nice. fly out of their... It's the coolest thing. But then they have the bald eagles in these tiny little cages. That pissed me off. Baldies, baldies are the most beautiful. They are, are, are they're national iconic. Bird. They're a national bird. They're iconic, and they were in these tiny little cages, and I didn't like that. And I said, "Is his wings broken?" I don't know. I didn't understand that. That was your guy from Massachusetts, by the way. He got the bald eagle as the national bird. Oh, yeah. Thank you, John Adams. Oh, John Adams, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because John Adams was like cool and stuff. The eagle. <laughs> The um, the, um, the dove is what Jefferson wanted, and Franklin wanted the turkey. Mm. Oh, we'll stick with the eagle. A truly it's noble bird. And beautiful. The turkey. But here was my thing about right. it. It's like I didn't like the small enclosure for the eagles. I just thought it was too little for them. Um, they're by, and they're by, it's one by, it's one cage, one by itself, and another cage by itself. Right. Didn't like that. I've seen that. Uh, there's didn't like it. Sidebar, there's a, uh, there's Zoo America. Uh, as as part of Hershey Park, yes. And uh, same thing. They had a, mm-hmm. a a bald eagle and a gold golden eagle, in a in an enclosure. Probably I don't know eight, ten, twelve feet wide and maybe twelve, fifteen feet high. Right, right. I mean, it's not like they were put in a shoebox on one hand, but on the other hand, I think it may have to do with, you know, uh, it's either that or let them go. There's, there's, right. there's no, there's kind of no in between. Right, but you know what was weird is that, okay, so we have that, but here's the thing, the lions and the tigers, the giraffes, the rhinos, they're in a very open space. Right. And I actually was pleased to see that. Like the lions are actually in an open area. I mean, you're above it and you're looking down, and right. there is like wire to protect them from like leaping over and eating you. But there's no, they're Which not in cages. Nice. They're in the grass, and the giraffes have trees, and they're walking around. The lions, the lions are rolling around, and the tigers are rolling around. So I was kind of digging that. I was like, I like that because and they had all like mountains to climb up, and not mountains, but you know, rocks and trees. So yeah. I was okay with that. But then. Two things that really bugged me. Uh-oh. Oh, and the sea lions were great too, by the way. They had a lot of water, a lot of place to go. But these are the two things that bugged me most. One. One. Camel rides. Well. 
Now, I, I, I saw that you why. were a little bent, about, bent out of shape about that. I'll Go tell ahead. you why. Go ahead. Camel rides, I see at fairs, and I see them in the Middle East, and I see, you know, I see them a lot. You see them everywhere. Indeed. Right? I just didn't understand at a zoo that's supposed to be about protecting the species, the freedom of the species, and taking care of sick animals, and helping, you know, animals propagate, and keep them from going extinct. Why do you have camel rides? Well, they are, the, they are the ship of the desert. But they, then, you know, I don't know. And at a fair, I see it. It bothers me at a fair. But at a zoo, I just didn't. And, and the, the, there were two of them. They kept going round and round and round in a circle. And the kid would go up, hey, mom, get off. I, I don't expect it at that zoo. I expect it in other places. Okay. Just not that zoo. So that I didn't like that at that particular zoo. So I, don't, I think they should get rid of that. That's just me. Now here's the one, the Number biggest two. one. Oh boy. Biggest problem. Here it goes. The gorillas. The gorillas are kept in an enclosure that looks very small to me. I don't know if there's out of range of my vision, if there's something beyond what I see, but they're behind a glass wall and they look miserable. <laughs> they look miserable. And I don't know if it's me. Like I wish someone from the Bronx Zoo would call me and talk to me about it. Or I have to go on and uh look at my on demand and try to find the gorilla episodes because mm-hmm. I didn't understand first of all I hate people <laughs> and I'm gonna tell you why oh swell kids yeah, I no, get I... kids run around they're yeah. trying to figure out but if you were a grown-ass human being adult right I'm talking adult yeah okay why in God's name do you feel the need to bang on windows where the gorillas are, like bang, like vigorously and aggressively bang, not like little knocks, like do do do, no, bang like like, like that, like hardcore, right? <laughs> hardcore banging, like to the point it was so obnoxious. I'm like standing there, I'm like now the gorilla, coolest coolest thing ever. He had his back, he was leaning on the glass like this back to the people right so and he kept he would look occasionally he would just glance like this <laughs> i also got a picture of it i'll have to show you what up, Magilla? it was amazing because he looked like he was like thinking if you could see his brain he would be thinking go f yourself he was thinking if that. this glass wasn't here i would rip <laughs> yeah, his head off that's what it looked like he looked so mad but he was like ignoring them right he was just like and his hands were hey, crossed like me. this I'm right here. Stop banging. Yeah. yeah. And his, his hands are crossed like this. <laughs> I got a picture. I'll show you. <laughs> and it's leaning on the glass. Yeah. So here's people right here. And they're like, bang, bang, bang. Gorilla. Turn around. These are grown people. Not children. Grown people like you and me. Bang, bang, bang. Gorilla. Gorilla. Turn around. Hey. I'm like, did, do did you they, think? Did they not know that, that, that they can't hear through that probably... Reasonably thick glass, no, either. Well, not only that, they're not going to answer you. A. They're not going to turn around and go, two, Hey, Joe, nice seeing you again. What, how stupid. <laughs> People are so ignorant. I know. I was so aggravated. Dopes. I sat there. I was like, <sighs> I wanted to turn and go, Stop effing knocking, you asshole. Like, I wanted to say that. Oh, yeah. And there's no sign. Because you know some of them said, oh, don't touch, be quiet, whatever they say. Yeah. There was no sign saying don't knock, which I just don't understand. I don't think it, 
don't see the purpose of well, again these are the same type of people who bring the children to the to the zoo pardon me and they like look Polly look how cute the tiger is you want it and they lean yeah, them over the, the whoa and then you know and then, then they get the while, they, yeah they get or something. Or, something, or they drop yeah. them and then yeah. they're like drop them eh, I'll sue because the tiger yeah. mauled my kid no yeah. you just threw in a snack Right. They're Hello. wild animals. Dummy. They're wild animals. Yeah. And the only people that can talk, it's they need to be handled. Okay? Uh, but for you even to people who will handle them have a problem. There was that one that one gal, I think, from Columbus. Don't quote me on this, but it was one from one of the I think it was the Columbus Zoo, if I'm not mistaken, mm. who I'm gonna say within the last, I don't know, two, three months. No, it, it was again, doesn't matter. Right. Um, she was an experienced big cat handler experience oh, I mean, yes mm -hmm. and she got in there one day with uh you know uh tommy the tiger and tommy was just having himself a bad day or yeah, something day. and that was the end of uh our little you know zookeeper friend i mean it's just, like you said they're they're wild animals Look at Siegfried and Roy. they worked with well, animals for years and years and years and yeah. then and then it was Roy, was it Roy or Siegfried? one of them got yeah. mauled i mean he lived but he got mauled and they said they were trying. They were like, "We should the, should we put the tiger down?" No, and they were no, like, no, no, "No, no, this is this is what we we signed up for. This these are wild animals. It doesn't right. matter." And 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 that's the thing. Like, it just drove me crazy. Like, I was sitting there going, "Why are you banging so much on that window? What do you think's gonna happen? He's not gonna turn around and have a conversation with you. He does. He's a he's an he's an animal." It oh it, uh, it just irritated me. Then here's the kick. This is my last bad story of the zoo because there I have some great stories too, but. This man was with two little boys. I'd say they're about uh, eight and ten. And so the way the birds are, the sanctuaries, it's open. You can go. There's water there, and the birds are just they're just flying inside. They stay within their habitat. They, they explain why they do that. There's a reason. They won't come out. They stay in their habitat. It's a really? very cool thing. Yeah. Wow. And occasionally they might fly out and then go back in, but they yeah. don't. They don't try to escape. Right. Which I don't understand That's it. That's wild. Yeah, it's, you have to see it. It's very cool. But but see, there's a golden, like a gold barrier. And you could crawl over it or crawl under it and go in if you want. Well, you can't, but, you know, you could. These two little boys went under the barrier and into the water. Whoa. Where, like, the fish were and the birds were flying. Like, went into the, literally entered themselves into the exhibit. And we're splashing the water and had a stick, hitting Whoa, the stick. No, no, no. The, the birds were like freaking out. And the father just stood there like this. What? So you know me. Uh-oh. What did you say? The apes, I kept my mouth shut. I couldn't take it anymore. I couldn't take it anymore. <laughs> That's it? I, I lost. I said, I didn't scream. I was very controlled. But I turned to the father and I said, this is wrong. He doesn't say anything. I go, this isn't allowed. This is wrong. They're going to hurt themselves. Now, really, what I wanted to say was, get your effing kids out of a place where they're not supposed to be, you irresponsible MFR. That's what I wanted to say. My patent replies always, hey, if you're going to have pets, keep them on a leash. Sure. But I a little said, politically incorrect, but I don't he care. didn't apologize to Dad. He didn't say anything to me. He just said, hey, kids, let's go. And the kids left. But I was like, this is wrong. I was like, this, this is wrong. You, This is, no, this has got to go. No, no, get them out of there. No, no they're going to get hurt. Get right? them out. Or they're going to hurt 
some of the well, animals. Well, that's really what I wanted to say. I didn't care about them. I only cared about the animals. Hello. But I was trying to get humanize it for him so he understood. Your kids are climbing you, on rocks. Yeah, a little bit of fever or something that day? It, no. So I would have been like, hey, you're going to hurt some of these animals. Get your, get your <laughs> little donkeys was, out of there. I wanted to say that, but, you know, I was trying to be nice, mm -hmm. kind of. But, yeah, so that, you know, so that made me mad. My mouth gets me in trouble. It is what it is. But then. And then. The most beautiful birds were singing. A rainbow came over me. The sun shone. The sun shone. The clouds parted. The, the rainbow clouds. appeared in the celestial yes. choir and went. Oh. Yes. And I touched and pet a sloth. Ta-da. No more calls, please. We've got our well, not really. Well, you want that's what you wanted to do. That's you what wanted I wanted to, to do. That you was my whole check this loss. Yeah. Out. And I was crying. Oh. Because he wasn't looking at me, and I was petting him, and all of a sudden, he, with his slow, slow little movement, he went turn really slow. <laughs> then he just looked me right in the face, and was, we made eye contact, and he had that smile. Yeah. Uh, you know. And I thought, oh my God, he's, the sloth is smiling at me. And the tears start falling. I was so embarrassed. The guy compared me to Kristen Bell, which is an actress who, who cried when she met a sloth. Oh. So she, he said, you know Kristen Bell, the actress? I go, yeah. He goes, she cried when she met a sloth too. I go, oh, so the, uh, me too. <laughs> we are one in the same. Okay. That is my spirit animal. And... Let me tell you something. The zoo, one thing I can say that's great is I called the gift shop because there was a shirt that I really wanted and they didn't have my size. Oh. I called them yesterday. They said, we'll ship it out to you. Wow. They didn't have to do that. But they said, yeah, we'll ship it out to you. Wow, good for them. Yeah. So overall, I love what the zoo does. I love a lot of the things about the zoo is wonderful. Uh, but... A couple of the things I question and I wonder about those gorillas are really easy. As a matter of fact, I did cry when I saw the gorillas. Not happy tears. I was sad. I was really sad. I'm sad thinking about it. Because they looked so sad to me. Huh. Really? And I don't know. I don't know. It's my empathetic nature. But I felt sorry for them. I felt bad for them. But I'll have to show you the pictures when we're off the air. Absolutely. Just, I'd love to see uh, Yeah, it was pretty, pretty amazing. And that was my uh, my zoo zoological experience. My zoological experience of crying, thinking about those gorillas. So it, was, it was painful. I don't yeah. like that. I'm too. Uh, speaking of empathy, so today's a tough day. It's very difficult. Um, I saw some things. I did, I haven't even watched any television today. I was off today, and uh, I was up with dad. You know, and uh, um, the television I did watch was. Again, National Geographic Wild, okay. Uh, the special National Geographic last night. I didn't see that. I'm so sorry. Okay. What, I thought, what, oh, I thought that's what you were gonna say. No, no, no. no. It was oh, today, okay. today, 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 uh -oh, today. Uh -oh, uh -oh. You know, okay. just having having some lunch, you know, with Dad and all this, and uh, you know, um, just uh, my my automobile shows that I like on the Motor Trend Channel. I just have purposefully stayed away from the uh, you know the ABC, NBC, CBS, uh, you know news-esque channels because they're just going to beat this freaking horse again for literally the 18th time um, to to the point of just, it's enough already. I saw a piece earlier today online and evidently the TSA 
uh, I don't know when it doesn't matter, had released um, a bunch of the audio that up to whatever time it wasn't released, wasn't released. Mm. And there was there was audio from both planes going into the Twin Towers. Oh, audio. Oh. Audio of the one going into the Pentagon and audio of the one out in western Pennsylvania. And I just... You talk about, you know, you know, just the, the tears. I mean, I just, I sat in front of that damn computer and after it was through, I'm like, why did I just not hit stop? But it just, mm. it, it, it's, it's, compels it's you. It, yeah, thank mm-hmm. you. I was just going to say it's very compelling. Mm-hmm. It's very compelling because, you know, I, 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 I can, I know where I was when all that went down. Um, I wasn't around here. I was living in Northeast PA. I was working uh, just below Scranton. Well, tell me your, I'd like to hear where you were. And how it affected you, and how it affects you today as well. Where I was is I was <clears throat> I was at my office. I worked for cable rep advertising. I was the national sales manager for the Wilkes-Barre Scranton cable market. Okay, so I was the guy. You know, I didn't deal with Pete's Bean Parlor or, or Sally's Hot Dog Stand. I was the guy who dealt with like the Cadillac dealerships. Okay, the dealer groups, um, KFC, Applebee's. You know, John Deere. Stuff like that, the national accounts. Me too. There you go. Yeah. See, mm-hmm. and uh, and as such, <clears throat> because again, in in the TV business, so to speak, every office, every room had a little small TV monitor. So I would have the TV on, you know, all day as I'm clacking away on the phone doing my thing. And I didn't turn it on immediately that morning, and all of a sudden, you know, one of the girls comes in um, from up front of the of the uh, building I, I one of the admins says john did you see there's a there's uh there's an airplane you know went into uh, one of the twin towers and they're saying it was an accident and this and i'm like sure. oh okay so i popped the thing on and there's old matt lauer and katie kirk you know going on and on and on about it and a few minutes later they they're like oh whoa whoa basically and wham there goes the second one and then they talk about the one in the pentagon and then they talk about one and all of a sudden everybody and pardon me but you'll get an idea vividly of what we what i mean everybody just puckered right up i mean everybody just in the in the in the building just got real real um upset just Frightened because yeah. it was one okay fluke accident. Mm. Then it was two, mm. not so fluke. Then it was three. Then it was a, how many of these are we going to have? Right. Basically, was the thought. Right. Okay. Um, and, and and the weird thing was, I I was the office was basically about a mile, maybe a mile and a half at most, away from uh, AVP, which is uh, Scranton Wilkesbury International Airport, such as it is. Okay, it's like the Trenton Airport. Okay, mm-hmm. it's 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 not a big one, but it's big enough. Okay, and there's also a uh, like a an Air Force Reserve detachment based there, so it was very common at any hour of the day to hear or if you're out back having a little break you know see these uh you know these these military planes doing touch and goes basically going up and doing their thing like they do at mcguire you can see them around here sometimes Mm -hmm. the gray uh the gray planes and the next day and then and along with that 
you know how it is. You look, you look way up, and you can see, you know, you can see the airplanes. And in Northeast Pennsylvania, there, I mean, you, it's, you're kind of at a confluence with people coming in from the northwest, from the west, and from the southwest on their way to say Newark or New York or sure. Boston or Philly or what. So you see a whole peppering from time to time of airplanes. Nothing, eerily yeah. quiet. Just like whoa, okay. And the other thing for me personally. For that day, the guy, matter of fact, the guy who I worked with um, from National Cable Communications, who was kind of a liaison between my between ourselves and a lot of these clients I mentioned, that you know the the, the larger mm-hmm. clients, the guy's name is Perry Shellman uh, from Westfield, just up here, okay, up up in the up in Westfield, and uh, he uh, I forget if it was that day or the day after. Perry Shellman was a was a very animated fellow. John, so good to talk to you. How in the world are you? Oh my goodness, that, 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 everything is great. You should come and see. We'll go into the town. Oh, forget it. Uh, John, yeah, uh, Perry on your line? Okay. Hey, Perry, how's it going? Hello, John. How, how, how's the world treating you? I'm like, Perry, are you okay? It's, it might have been the next day. He says, no, it's, it's been a very difficult day. I said, it's been difficult for a lot of people. Perry goes, yes, but my neighbor was in the South Tower. And, uh, well, enough said. And it just it just completely changed this man's whole aura. Right. Number one. Number two, a guy I went to high school with, it was a couple few years ahead of me. His sister was in my class, but uh, Tommy Glasser... Uh, I think was either class of, I think he was class of 79, so he would have been three years ahead of me. I knew Tommy, hey Tommy, how's it going? You know, even though I'm a freshman, he's a senior. You know, again, his sister Margie was in my class, so and it was a small school, so we kind of all knew one another. Hi Tommy, hey John, how are you? I'm doing pretty well, how about yourself? Hey, I gotta go. All right, he was in one of the towers, and he's not with us. Um, and not for anything, I kept thinking too, while I'm watching all of this play out on the TV, when I was a little kid, my father worked in New York City, mm-hmm. okay? Um, matter of fact, mother and dad worked downtown at 30 Church Street, which was part of the whole um, World Trade Center campus when they got rid of a lot of, a lot of these old buildings. Uh, mother and dad worked at 30, out of 30 Church Street from about 1955 to, I think, Oh, uh, the early 60s when ACF Industries, American Car and Foundry Railroad, he's going to get it naturally, um, when, they, when, they, when that incarnation of the company went away or went under. And then a few years later in 1964 or 5, they raised the whole place and starting in 1966, they began to build the Twin Towers. So as we got to the late 60s and the early, it took a while, okay, till the early 70s, We'd go up the turnpike, you know, and we'd look over, and all of a sudden, there they are, kind of one chasing the other, up and up and up. So I saw those things get built, literally, um, as a kid. I've been up in windows on the world, the restaurant, you yeah. know, as, yeah. a, as, a, as a grown-up in my 20s sure. and early 30s, you know, and fixating on a point on the building and just watching it sway, <laughs> In the wind, a couple few. It was built to do that. You know, the tensile strength was such was such that it was it would allow for wind, so the building would sway a couple few feet. You know, 
rather than breaking and being totally rigid. So that was I thought that was always interesting. And now, in about 90 minutes, after all that effort, all that work, all that stuff, and all those people who none of these bastards knew, after 90 minutes, down it goes. Mm-hmm. Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Jack, my son, he was four. Okay? Um, from out of the mouths of babes, okay? And his own inimitable four-year-old logic... Because till I got home, all the all the news, all every it was all news. Period. News, 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 and they kept showing showing, showing people. They kept showing Osama bin Laden. They kept showing people of his ilk cheering and running through the streets, hooting and hollering and ripping and tearing and carrying on and celebrating like it was the fucking Fourth of July. Pardon me, but that's you know. And so we're sitting there, and they're rolling this video again, you know, what reason is in his white robe when he's getting ready to shoot, yeah. you know, that, I that okay, that, yes, I everybody who yeah. they was, was watching TV remembers that, and he's, he's sitting there, and clearly, he and Jamie were watching this on and off all day, and I'm watching this just getting more steamed and more steamed and more steamed as every second goes by, and he looks over at my wife and says, Mom, we should just find that guy and punch him right in the neck. Mm-hmm. I mean, and he was pissed. He, but in his own little way, he got it. Right. He got it, you know? Nobody really had to drill it into him. He just, he got it. He was absorbing everything. And uh, it, just, it just makes me supremely sad, you know, the, the EMTs, the... the uh, the Port Authority police, the New York City Police Department personnel, the uh, New York City Fire Department personnel, and the several thousand people who were just going to work one day. It was Tuesday. It was a lovely day. Not a damn cloud in the sky. Beautiful day. Well, not only the people working in the the planes, and in the oh my God, did you remember that footage? I sat there this morning watching this footage as I'm getting doing some stuff, other things. And you, you talk about the tears, the tear. I'm like, God, I'm like, and I'm even like, God, how do you let this happen? Well, okay, free choice and all that, I suppose. And I'm and I'm quite sure that with all these people who did not make it, you were right there with them, grabbing their hands and saying, "It's going to be okay. Come on with me." That's my philosophy. That's where I live. That's my belief. Okay. Even the oh and and then and then they show the people jumping out of the building. Right. Oh, yeah, that's that just that, is that just rips my heart to to, to to ribbons. You know, it's it's such so now, a. Uh, where were you? You were, were you? I'm, I'm thinking Boston. I was in Boston, but you know, it's interesting because I feel such a connection on so many levels to that disaster, and it's it's almost. Uh, it's 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 almost like I don't know how to explain it, but so many things connected me with that disaster, so many things and so many people that it's almost like I don't know how to explain it, but my my feelings are so intense and my heart hurts so much and I remember I cried for days, if not weeks. Oh anybody that. worth half their salt did. And, and right to here. the point, I still do. Where I actually went to Ground Zero, or as close as I could get, I can't go. A I week just after can't. it happened, oh, I oh actually drove from Boston 
to New York. I can't do it to this. And, I even um, I even one of my clients yeah. over at the thing for a while was uh, was the nine eleven museum. Yeah, and I, I've been. And the guy who I work with, oh, are you gonna are you gonna come in and see it sometime? I'm like, oh, absolutely. I, said, I can't go. Yeah, I, I can't go there. I can't. It's tough. I just cannot. But the weird thing, um, when I went to see, I had to go. I felt like I felt like such a closeness to it that I felt like I had to go. Okay. And I did drive by myself to New York City and I got out of my car and I just walked and it's in, it had been only a week uh, and there was security oh, everywhere still but I could smell the smell oh the smell was so intense and you could smell it I mean it was uh, to this day I can't describe what it smelled like I knew what it was I know what the smell was but it's uh it's extremely jaunting to walk into a city that you loved and was so alive with life and you know to see it was so quiet and it was uh, serene and uh, it was it was bizarre it was bizarre but it smelled horrible it terrible terrible smell I, I, I can't even imagine I, I, um, I was so glad that I lived you know far enough right. away from it because I just and, and I was the opposite. You. I wanted to be there. I actually wanted to be there. And it sounds crazy. I mean, I wanted no, no, to no. be... Everybody does their yeah. own thing, Trace. I mean, yeah. that's, just, that's, that's, that's just how it works. Like, I you know? wished I was there to help people. Vanilla and chocolate. Yeah. It's just, it's okay. Yeah. It's a weird thing. I had a very weird... Well, I'll tell you all the different things. I mean, uh, one was, when it happened, I was working at the, in the music business. I was working for... Um, EMI Music Distribution. We worked with Capital and Virgin Records and all that. And uh, it was weird because at, we had just lost um, Aaliyah. Aaliyah had died a week prior to September 11th. So we were in a somber state because that was our artist. And, uh, of course. You know, there was like some, it was just a weird vibe in our building that day. I'll never forget it. And we were having a meeting. And in our uh, conference room, there's a television. And I remember my boss at the time, Gene, said, we have to turn the television on. Something happened in New York City. Now, I had friends in New York City. Uh, my family, my uncle worked at uh, Newark Airport in, right. in New Jersey. Um, so, you know, I was like, what's going on here? So we turned it on, and we had not seen the footage, obviously, of the first plane hitting. We, as a, at that moment, we just saw it burning, just the one. Mm. And I said, oh, that's the worst accident ever. Like, what a terrible accident. And then, you know, I started thinking, like, wow, that's so low. And what happened to the plane that's so low? Like, all this stuff's going on. And terrorism was not on my radar at no, all. Even, even no. Katie Kirk and Matt Lauer were like, well, it looks like it may be a small craft or, not, or yeah. like a private jet or something yeah. like this. Oh, no. It, <laughs> it was not. And we actually saw live the second yeah. hit. We well, saw it. That I just, I, I was stupefied. Yeah. I was stupefied. And I remember my boss going, oh my God. Like, oh my, we were just like, and then I started thinking like, what's going on? What's going on? Now, yeah. I didn't, at that time, I didn't have a cell phone. I don't know if I did or I just, I don't know the cell phone. I Did I have a cell phone? Maybe I did. I But I didn't have it with me. And I first thing I did, I thought about was, I have to call my uncle in Newark, um, and I couldn't get through. No, there was no phone. I couldn't get through. It was like busy signal. Yeah. And then I remembered my friend Jill, who worked on uh, Avenue of the Americas, 
And I'm thinking, I gotta call Jill. Can't get through to her either. I couldn't get a hold of my parents yeah. from Pennsylvania because same thing. I mean, they weren't Home clearly again. involved with it, but I'm like, hey, you know, what's going on? What, what are you hearing closer yeah. by? Right. Couldn't get a hold of them. It was like a day and a half. So I pick up the phone <clears throat> and I call locally in Boston. I called a friend of mine, Samantha. And I said, uh, I said, have you been watching this on the television? Are you seeing this? And she said to me, she said, uh, she said, but she said, uh, she goes, you know what? She goes, we think Paige was on one of the planes. Oh. And I said, Who's Paige is, was at the time, I had just left that job to go work in the music business, but um, I worked there for three and a half years, almost four years. Um, and it was my boss's wife. Oh, no, so no, 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 she called me and she said, you know, we think Paige was on that flight. She was going to Los Angeles on vacation. And I said, who was she with? Now, right away, I thought my boss, her husband, yeah. she said, no, Ellen wasn't with her. It was her best friend and her best friend's daughter, who was like 12 years old. And, um, but we're not sure. We're not sure yet. We don't know if that was the plane. And I hung up with her and I'm thinking, what's going on like what is and, and here's the the caveat my company we had a huge uh conference in los angeles and we were scheduled to leave uh the next day i don't know if it was, next, it was two days later two days to go to los angeles for a conference mm -hmm. it was the same flight number as one of the planes and obviously we, we it canceled, uh, yeah, that but was, we didn't uh... go but it, it was like, and that was another connection. But then, uh, so I ultimately, I called Samantha again, and it turned out she was, in fact, on the plane. Oh, come on. And here's the kicker, and this was on uh, 2020, actually. It was on TV. Her best friend um, missed the flight. Oh. So Paige got on the plane, and she said to Paige, I'm going to take the next one with her daughter. And that was the other plane that hit. So yeah. they, oh no, yeah, so they so both, correct. whoa. So Paige was on one oh. plane and her friend and her friend's daughter were on the other plane. And uh, it, it was bizarre and I said, that's like, you missed that flight and you said, let me catch the next flight and then they both hit. So they, they both came out of Boston. Right. So it was a lot of Bostonians lost their lives um, yeah. on those planes as yes, well. That was uh, yes, a huge did. hit for, for, um, for where I lived. And then in addition, all the people that were um, in, the, in the towers and just watching them fall and crumble. And I just felt like I should be there. And it was the weirdest thing. And I remember even saying to my uncle, my uncle was in Newark and the airport was crazy. Like, cause they didn't know what was going on. My uncle's running around, you know, doesn't know what's happening. Wow. And, you know, I said, I, I, sh I should be there. I just felt like it's like, I have to help somebody anybody i don't know who but i wanted to help somebody and uh see to me it was it was on, i i'm not and there are people and this is not a shot at anybody it really isn't it really 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 isn't okay this is not a time for sarcastic jabs there are people out there and you know them okay or know of them who whenever somebody they know somebody who they know of or somebody that somebody knows of that's like their second aunt's cousin on their third uncle's side they've got to go to a funeral they've
got to go to a funeral. I had neighbors like this, Mr. and Mrs. Patton, right across the street. Lovely people, but you know what? They were all the time going to funerals and viewings and viewings and funerals and all this business, okay? Um, for a time, I'm going to say from about the time my grandfather passed when I was 11 until, I don't know, mid to late 20s, maybe maybe my early 30s pardon me my my i was compelled to 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 kind of do the same thing my mother was one of those who you know they were so nice to us or they were decent people or so and so thought very highly of them we should go pay our respects and the older i got trace i got to tell you the older i am the more i don't do that it's not yeah. for it's not because there's disrespect because it's, I, it's difficult. I want to. I, I don't want to see him like that. No, no. I don't want to see him like that. One of the hardest things I had to do was, um, about, not quite a year later, I lost. We lost a real good friend of ours, and he was. And he was. I don't know what. Forty seven, forty eight years old, and he had a heart. You put. You stand him next to me, back then, and even now, and say, who was the likely one of the two guys standing right there to to keel over and, and die like that with a heart attack? You know, 99 out of 100 people are picking me, okay? Because I'm 35, 40 pounds overweight. Um, I'm, I'm whatever, okay? My blood pressure at that point was, mm -hmm. was not good. Um, and there's Randy who, you know, he played quarterback in high school and he was, he, was, he was a coach. He could still freaking play ball. I wanted him. I wanted him to play on my team when I started the Stallions up, you know, um, it, it, before I started the Stallions up. That was a few years later. But I got talking to him and said, Randy, i got to have you come and, and, and play. Just start the first year quarterback and coach for me. Okay, I can't. I'm too old. No, you're not. That was one of the hardest funerals or views I had to go to. And I don't go to them because, again, I want to see... The, you want the memory in your... You don't want the memory, lost memory, to be that To be the that, casket. you know, I mean, and this is, you know, George Carlin said it too, and I'm not... And here again, I am not trying to be funny or glib about it. This is the truth. He did it in a funny way, but there you are. Okay, uh, not, I beg your pardon. The last one I did was about a year and a half ago with our colleague, Dean. Right. That sucked, but I mean, it was, yeah. okay, you know what? Sometimes, son, I tell it to my, my, my son, son, sometimes you have to do what you don't want to do. Right. And I did not want to do that, but you know, it was the right thing. That's right. the other thing I tell him. Son, damn it, you got to do the right thing, even when you don't want to, okay? So I, I went to that. But the thing of it is, what I don't want to see, and Randy looked horrible. I don't know who the hell prepped him, but he looked all puffy and bloated and what. And, 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 and you know, there the people are laying there, you know, with no back in their jacket and short pants on, you know, and if they're looking down from the above, they're embarrassed by the makeup. What have what they done? I don't want to see that. I don't want it to be the, my, my, the, the thing that's tattooed in my brain about... My, my friend, my relative, my neighbor, my colleague, my this, my that. That's the same thing that still goes through my head with ground zero. I can't do it. Right. I can't do it. And I think you're absolutely right. It, it depends on the just, person. Because yeah. for some people, being around it is too much to bear. Oof. And, and I have the opposite. I feel like if I'm not around it, it's too much to bear. Mm. 
Like, it's so it's almost like I was, uh, it, I wanted to literally that day, if I could have, I would have gotten in my car that day right. and drove to New York. Just because I felt like, can I help? I'm not an of EMT. Course, of course. I'm no, not a, I don't work for the fire that department. doesn't matter. Uh, if you need me to pass buckets of stuff, I'll do it. Water. That's how I felt. Building materials. That's exactly how you know, I felt that uh, day. Stuff. Like, I felt helpless. And I'll helpless. pass buckets. Here you right. go. Bucket I felt for helpless. Me. I mean, my friend, Jill, she walked across the bridge to get to New Jersey from New York. She was of one course. of those people, and they had, you know, this, the, 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 the remnants oh. of human bodies on them. Oh, yeah. And that, that was my, my friend still to this day, and she'll tell you, she still has post-traumatic uh, because I, of that. Because um, she was so close to where it took place. Um, and she had to walk across the bridge and you know, and that's what I kept thinking. I was like, I should be there walking with her. I should be there walking. And I spent so much time in New York, I was like, I should have been there. I should have been there to help. I should have been there to, to assist in some, in some way, shape or form. I should have saved a life. And I feel like me sitting at home watching the television was useless and helpless. No, I understand. And, and I understand. it's to this day I think about it. No, it's, I, it's, I, uh, I, I get Strange. it. I, I, I'm coming at it from a different angle right. of repose. And that's exactly and we're right. all looking at the beacon. Right. We're right. all looking at the top of the beacon. Right. Here's the beacon. I'm looking at it from this angle. You're looking at it from that yeah. angle. It's We're looking at the same thing. Yes. We're looking at the same thing. Right. And, and feeling that's the same okay. feelings. Yes. Well, yes. But, but, but right. the, the specificities are just a little bit. Right. Three years later, I was this close to uh, hopping in the car and going down to New Orleans to, to help with Katrina. Katrina, yeah. Now, different. Right. By the same, right, uh, right. Same church, yeah. different pew, okay? Right. It was, again, see, I was familiar. I was, I was abundantly familiar with the area in New York City. I've never been to New Orleans, so it may as well like be, be like going to where else have I never been? Cleveland. It may as well be like going You've to, never Cleveland. Been to Cleveland. You, oh, I have not. I have. I admit that may change that's, that's, <laughs> that, uh, shortly. Here, that's another story um, for another time. It's a good story, but another story for another time. Um, remind me. Um, so you know, I had I had no mental skin in the game, so to speak, and all I saw about that was all these poor people down in Louisiana having such a difficult time, and they they were begging for help and pleading for help yeah. and asking for help and appealing for help, and just I'm like, I, I, what, what do we? How do we do this? How do we do this? Until I got got my head and all my stuff wrapped around it, that turned into it's enough. We got enough people. We 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 can't we can't deal with the people who are have been affected along with this this humongous wave of helpers. Thank you so much, all the helpers. But it's enough. Right. Okay. You know. So what did I? You know, I did what I could. I mean, it sounds dopey. I did the same thing for nine eleven. I donated blood. You know, however I could, I donated blood. Yeah. And that for, for right. me. And made, that's and that's something. And I, and I don't know. And that's, it doesn't matter. I don't that's know something. if that directly helped or not. It it did. It did. But I don't know. You know, it's 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 heart wrenching, mm. and it's I hate to see anybody or anything suffer. I hate suffering. Oh, I don't like it. Um, I I don't like it in any way, shape, or form. Nope. Um, it's not whether, a likable thing. Whether it's a it's a human being or a squirrel, I don't care. I don't like seeing suffering, and it, it affects me 
on such a different level and and 9-11 the the suffering um, like you said when people were jumping out of the building I mean they were so desperate and they said I'd rather jump out of this building and kill myself than than burn to death going through those people's minds right because they'd rather do that than burn to death crap I mean that's just imagine and and I just thought god I mean what what I why couldn't I you know and that's why I made it a point to go the following week and just be in the presence of the tragedy because I had to understand right what took place and and like I said the the smell that I smelt when I got there it's it stayed with me of course and to this day I can still remember like the smell I still well, remember how my, my one friend um, and I used to joke about hey have you ever have a smell memory I'm like oh yeah all the time yeah. I mean there's there's once in a while I get here okay from the okay random department mm-hmm. once in a while I'll get the the aroma of my grandparents sure. bathroom closet yeah yeah you sure. know um, or Cooperstown, New York. What? Yeah. yeah. To me, Cooperstown, New York it has a distinctive sure. aroma on yeah. it. Okay. When we went, um, I was only I was there twice in '75 and '77. Matter of fact, we were there when Elvis died in '77. Mm-hmm. But the the area has a, a, a pleasant a smell, but a, a, a distinct aroma. Sure. Um, you know, it's it's not the same as what it used to be, but. Um, you know, like when you go to somebody's house. You this know. hallway has a distinct smell. Yeah. Well, that's a different story, but <laughs> I digress. But like, you know, my, my, my friend Brian's uh, house had a distinct aroma to it. When we would be away for a length of time and come back in, you know, um, Dad would open the front door and, you know, our our home had a distinctive aroma to it. Mm. Again, not unpleasing, not, not unpleasant at all, but just a distinctive aroma. And... There's one that I'm glad that I didn't retain. Um, again, same church, far different pew. Back in 1972, Hurricane Agnes came up and and just just parked itself over uh, over northeast Pennsylvania. Mm. I was eight, okay, and um, it shut down the whole region. It literally shut the, the Susquehanna River went way over its banks, and a lot of the towns you know, between Scranton and Wilkesbury were just decimated. I mean, just ossified, just okay. So we went out about a week or that next weekend after, you know, my grandfather and grandmother were still alive. And, you know, the town that they were from in Berwick is up high. It's next to the Susquehanna River, but it's up high. So no trouble, none, just a lot of rain. Okay, because the problem was not the hurricane. It's that it, it, it came up and it stayed around for like three, four days. That was the problem and all the rain that it brought. So, you know, a week, week and a half later, we go out there and my grandfather, you know, probably wanted to see because all he, he was seeing on Channel 22 and 16 and 28, there's all kinds of, you know, destruction up there. We should take a ride. And mother and dad are like, okay, we'll take a ride. We went up Route 11 and we went to a couple of the towns up there like Larksville and Plymouth and, and, and Edwardsville and all this. And, you know, up to the, the, the second story window was the mud stains. And I remember that there was a distinctive, discernible, hideous, heinous, repulsive odor. Mm. It wasn't an aroma. It was an odor. Right. And thank you, I can't conjure it up. Yeah. I can't. You know, and I wouldn't, and I, I wouldn't want to with the, 
with ground zero back in uh, in, in early, I early, after, early days after all if that. if I smelt it again, which I hope I never no, do, geez, no. I know I would I would identify it. Oof. Right now I can't uh, think of, there, there's no comparison, but it was so potent. Pungent, uh, I think. Pungent just, just and pow, it, it not the over. Uh, yeah, it was, it was pretty extreme um, and, you know, disturbing. Uh, because I knew what the smell was, you know, so it's just, uh, uh, it's just really, really difficult. But you know, and, and I think now, even now, uh, you know, we, we're uh, 18 years later. Yeah. 18 today, we're 2019. Yeah. 18 years later. I mean, it's just uh, I still will see. And speaking of National Geographic, last night they had a special, uh, you know, talking about 9/11, and I still get teary. I still, 19 years later, it still, still affects me emotionally. Um, and I think it, it came to the forefront recently when uh, we, they talked about how they were um, not giving uh, the funding to these first responders who yeah. were suffering. And but they, now they do, but at well, that point, a, a, point a lot of the, it. A lot of the nonsense goes on in, in D.C. like that. I'm just ready to, to just be Call like, you know what, you're out of your freaking right. minds. However, and so and a lot of the people who feel they have to put their noses into stuff like that to where that's not what they do. Right. However, that's not a blanket statement because you know as much as I either am or am not a fan of John Stewart. I knew you were saying that. Yeah, doesn't matter. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Okay. And and I was no when he was on the Daily Show or whatever whatever he does. I'm no raving fan, but I don't dislike him. I just eh, not for me. Right. Okay. But God bless him and the fine work that he did, banging the drum down there when he did it before that, that, that lovely man who was literally dying before our eyes. Yeah. Lewis, I forget his last he, he name. He passed away. He's gone. Yeah. It, like, like two weeks after they did the, did the deal, Correct. he was gone. Correct. Okay, yeah. but there he was. Here sat old Stuart and there sat Lewis, yeah. okay? And when you see a picture of this guy back... You know, in the doo days when he was on the job, he didn't look anything like he looked. Really different. Yeah. I'm like, that that can't be the guy. Yeah, that was the guy. Right. Whoa. Okay. Just ate him right down to the bone. Damn it! Because there he was, and Mister Rogers, my best good TV friend when I was a little little boy, used to always say, "Always watch for the helpers. Always look for helpers. Right. Whenever there's something wrong, or you feel uncomfortable, or something's going badly, look for the helpers." Lewis was a helper. He was a helper. And what did it get him? Ingesting all that crap that was carcinogenic, and it got him cancer, and it got him an early exit. Right. Great, thanks. But without someone like Stewart lobbying for the defense, so to speak, Lord only knows do they, what would have happened. Do they teach it in schools? I'm curious. Like, because now you're talking so many years ago, that a lot of these kids weren't even born. I wonder, is there it, are seventeen is and eighteen year old? I have no idea. There I'm are, just curious if anyone there knows are seventeen and eighteen year old kids who are like, yeah, that's before I was born. Right. What? But I'm just because it was such a national tragedy on so many levels. I'm just curious to see if it is part of the curriculum in any schools, um, New York, New Jersey, or either. Or I mean. I don't know if it is. I mean, is it part of history or is it part of something? Do they discuss it or is it like it never happened? 
I, I am curious. I, I mean, I if anybody too. knows the answer to that and can call in 609-807-2492 and let us know if it is in the curriculum. Do they discuss it at any point in any? Uh, I will say this, I did see a piece on the news last night that were Cedar Grove High School up in North Jersey. Um, they uh, basically took the day, if it wasn't yesterday, it was the day before. And uh, it was interesting how they did this. The, the, the faculty were out on the, on, the, on the lawn, so to speak, with power drills, with, you know, I don't know if they're drill bits or screwdrivers or implements. They were drilling into the into the ground, okay? Mm -hmm. And then the kids were coming by, A, with American flags, one for everybody who perished in New York City. Oh, That's wow. a lot of them American flags. Oh, wow. Okay? Yeah. And two, with little name placard deals for right next to the to the flag. So, you know, um, Joe Muck and Futch. Uh, Phyllis Schmagega, you know, Tammy Schwartz, you know, uh, Phil Shumstein, you know, they're all there. Right. Each had a flag. And they showed the front lawn of this Cedar Grove High School. They're completely covered. It looked like freaking Arlington National Cemetery sure. on uh, on Memorial Day. Sure. Just outstanding. And they don't want to forget. And, 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 they, and they took the day. I mean, it's yeah. okay, I, I would think, or a good hunk of it, Kids, we're not going to have class right now. We're going to do this because this, pardon the pardon the ism here, but this trumps class. And I don't mean that. At all. Yeah, I know. What you're it, it it just outweighs it. This you know, right. this is important. We'll have class tomorrow. And I don't want to forget, and in, in, in this whole discussion, uh, the Pentagon. No. And, and, and Western and, Pennsylvania. And, right in Western Pennsylvania, and the flight number. Ninety-three. Ninety-three. Todd, what? Um, Let's roll. The, the let's roll guy. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you what. Yep. How many of us, you know, for good reasons or bad reasons or just reasons, for how long we're saying let's roll? Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. And let's that's roll. uh that's important to remember them as well because you tend to think about, you know, the Twin Towers and, and New York and you tend to think of that, but it's almost like, you know, there are some people who lost their lives in other parts of the country. For the same reason, the, you know, the Pentagon and, and... Well, that one supposedly and, yeah. was either going to go at the Capitol or at the White House. Right. I knew that, too. Yeah, I um, saw that on the... Because they figured, it. well, okay, we're going to decimate the United States' uh, United States... Um, representation. Uh, representa thank you. Of, representation of uh, economic success. Correct. And military success. Yes. And then the next one was going to be political or governmental success. Well, they, 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 they Todd and his pals out in Western Pennsylvania, God love them, damn it. Um, forced them they, to, they, they, forced them down. They snuffed that out. Too sweet. I mean, oh. They saved lots of lives. Oof. Too. You know, because you but don't the, know where that thing was going to go. No, no one did. And, and they lost their lives. In, in the, uh, you know, I remember watching a documentary when they were calling their their parents telling them that goodbye yeah oh yeah because they knew that was part of that piece today yeah the audio of people in in the buildings mm. hey you know i'm trapped so i just want to let you know i, I love, love you, you and all this and then on the plane listen we just got hijacked i don't know what's going to happen yeah. so i just wanted to oh my god you talk about just because no just one go ahead just rip, rip, rip this reach no and just one was going to live through that right out nobody, oh, nobody. was going to live through that and they knew nobody it. was going to live through that they knew it there's a there comes a point 
And I'm not and I'm not a negative person. I mean I can okay, I can play the role and it's ha ha very funny. But I am not. But there comes a point where okay, there's the wall, there's the writing, do the math. And these people knew it unfortunately. Right. And I mean, I've, I've flown since that happened, but I can tell you that I used to really, really love flying. And, and I still, you know, have that moment of thought when you're in the air. Of I course. still have it. Of course. I can't help it, you know? No, it's... Um, I it's, went to Atlanta a few times after that, and uh, it's a short flight up to Atlanta from Boston. And uh, I remember, you know, just looking around and going... Is he suspect? Is she suspect? Was she? What's that? What's that under her coat? What's going on? I mean, I was always suspect. I was, you know, and uh, I, I think that's difficult. I flew to Denver through uh, Chicago Midway. And Let me talk to my friend Samantha for a second. Well, hold on, Samantha. Give me, give me a second. Give me a second. Oh, and <laughs> this is not. This is not. Did I not send an instant message? And say, make sure you answer the phones. And we talked about it before. I know. It's these kids today. Three times she called. Four. Oh, now she's on the phone? Hello. Hello. Samantha. Oh, ho, ho. Hi. Hi, Samantha. Sorry about that. That's uh, very amateur of us. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Samantha. Sammy girl. Who am I speaking with, John? Yes, how are you? And Tracy. Thank you. Oh. This is Samantha. Well, good. I'm, I'm glad you called in. Yeah, Tracy said you may uh, give us a buzz. Lord knows we could use one. Now, but, Samantha, uh, it worked with me at the company, um, the woman who lost her life at oh, 9-11 page. Gotcha. Samantha was the one who worked very closely with her and her husband and told me what had happened. So ah, okay. So there's the back story. Tracy, I was trying to remember. Were you working there at that time? No. Did I call you? You called me and told me I had left and was working at the record label. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah, and I and I. Yes, yes, and I remember because I don't remember if I had a cell phone or anything, but I remember I called you from the office phone. Okay. And and when I first talked to you, you said that you guys weren't sure that she was even on the plane at that time. Exactly. When I pulled into work that day, uh, it was a beautiful day. Everybody was launching into the whole situation. And uh, when I was pulling into the parking lot waiting for the security gate to go up, I was listening to the radio station, and all of a sudden they interrupted the song, and I forget, and Henry Santorio came on, and he said there are reports that there is a fire at the World Trade Center, and uh, more reports to come, but it's believed that it might possibly be a small uh, plane. And when I ran into the office, because it, it was a big deal to have a song in his office for him to support, right? Right. And uh, it's crazy, as you recall, we had TVs all over the office mm -hmm. because it was this kind of a 1960s-ish advertisement <laughs> that had like a conference table with a glass top. And yes, I do. Was Don Draper there? room with a massive projection TV. And so I turned on the TV to see what the heck was going on. Right. And as more and more information began to trickle in, they realized it was a bigger thing than they uh, originally thought. And then it became more and more clear that it was a Boston to Los Angeles one. And then it became clear that it was the uh, American Airlines flight. And as I'm watching this, and other people are sitting in it, other people are sitting in it, and my boss is not, and Alan's not in the office yet. Okay. And it's becoming, a little bit 
first of all, it's upsetting anyhow. But then it dawned on me, like, well, wait a minute. Alan's wife, Paige, was supposed to go to Los Angeles today. Mm. And then they told us what the airline was. And then I started scrambling for documents because I was, at the time, uh, well, running the travel department. And so I had booked his wife and her friend on some flights to Los Angeles. And I knew that uh, at the last minute, Alan's wife switched to another airline because she wanted to do some frequent flyer miles. And, and everybody was saying, no, no, no can't be her, it can't be it, and then it becomes more and more clear that yes, it was the flight that Paige was on, and mind you, my boss had no idea. And wow. right when he was walking into the office, we began to kind of prepare him for what we thought was the news that this was her flight. And he was saying, you're crazy, stop it. No, I'm sure it's not, I'll call her right now. And when he was entering his office, Michael Reese, our former uh, co-worker, he's on the phone with American Airlines. And I walk out into the lobby and I hear him getting the confirmation that she was on the plane. Ugh. And then he starts to cry. Of course. And then I start to cry and I tell our other boss and other coworkers that it's definitely her. And we all now have to walk into our boss's office and explain that his wife's judge were killed on this flight. And he was in shock, didn't believe us. And I had to bring him the paperwork and he's like, no, 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 call her cell phone. And I Mm-hmm. 
Mm. Um, and, you know, so two other bizarre things that in my life I just can't get over. My sister-in-law was supposed to be on that United flight because she was a flight attendant for United. She was supposed to be on the second flight. But that happened to be the very first day of her maternity leave, and they pulled her from the flight because they insisted that flight attendants stop at a certain point to start their maternity leave. Okay. And had it not been for her pregnancy, they would have lost her. Um, it's just crazy when you think about so many of us, especially in the East Coast, and not to diminish the people on the West Coast who are impacted, but just so many people we know from Boston and sure. New York and New Jersey, and of course we went LA, just the connection I personally have to this day, it's crazy to me. And my friend, Michael Woodward, was actually the person who received the phone call from Amy Sweeney on American Airlines. And he's the one who wrote down the suits that the hijackers were sitting in, and was getting the names and giving it to all the, Oof. you know, the government, the, the airline and all that. And he was never able to get over it. And um, he had to leave the airline industry. And turns out, I guess I shouldn't give him his full name, but he's doing fine now, but for a while, he didn't Sure. I didn't know that at all. Crazy about how many people I personally know mm. who were impacted by this, and of course our country was, but you know, yeah, that's actually a horrible time. But. Well, I remember one thing, and that's you, you, one thing you had said about Paige and. Um, and when I, they had a story on 2020 specifically about Paige because of how she was supposed to be on the flight with her friend, Ruth, and her child. But in the report, and I remember this, they said that Ruth had missed the flight. They didn't say anything about frequent fire, but I guess maybe that changes the story for them. It's more dramatic. They were at the airport together, and they took the limo together, and yeah. she was in the States the day before. They had Thinking that big confusion, yeah, about because of the ticket change and who was with who, but right, um, yeah, that's crazy about uh, Ruth's brother, too. That's uh, to be in uh, in the, the center right when she hits it. That's like an incredible. I never right. heard that, it's, it's unbelievable. It's just what are the odds? I mean, it's just one of those things that how is that possible? How is that just coincidence? Well, there's there's enough of there's enough of people I have to think that. Uh, I was going to say, I did. Just it just seems to me back to uh, back to the brother 
you know, and things like that. I, I have to think because of there being so many people involved. I mean, between the people, and just, just for example, in the New York City episode, so to say, um, so many people involved between the uh, couple few hundred on the airplanes and the several thousand on the ground that that may not be the only story of its type, you know, that, uh, you know, that, that, that's been bubbling around for the last, sure. you know, dozen and a half years. I mean, it just, I, I don't need to know it. I'm not looking to know them. I don't want to know them because you know what? It's bad enough that we know what we know about right. all that we know, you know, whether it was right then or again, 18 years later. Right. But I don't wonder, you know, um, in a, in a, in a very eerie kind of sad way that there, <laughs> that there aren't more, you know, stories like, like, you know, like you just mentioned about, you know, the, the, the brother, the brother-in-law being there. But, when and the, I think there the plane are a lot of people you see have a connection in some way, shape or form. And like I said, other than Paige, I don't know if you heard me earlier, but, uh, I was supposed to go to LA, same flight number, two days later for a convention. Oh, yeah, with my... My parents were supposed to be in the same flight the following week after our engagement party. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And they were supposed to be on that exact same flight the following Tuesday. Yeah. But I didn't know you were going to go to LA. Yeah, we had a convention, and we had we had the plane ticket. We still had the ticket. And when it happened, I, looked, I got my ticket, and I looked at the flight number, and it was the same flight number as the first mm -hmm. plane. Mm -hmm. yeah. And then, you know, my uncle worked at, huh? Now, I'm just wondering, how many of those stories, like about the brother, because he had a Luke's brother. Yeah. He was running late, apparently, for some meeting, and he said, had I not been running late, I would have gone in that. Oh, sure. As well. And I just wonder how many of those stories in which there was some divine intervention, right. or some just twist of fate that people... Yeah, and my, my uncle at the time was working at Newark Airport when that happened. So for him, it was crazy. He was running around the airport because nobody knew what was going on uh, initially. Um, and I was trying to call him, and then I had friends working in the city, and one of my friends was one of the people walking across the bridge from New York to New Jersey um, with all the debris on them. Um, she was one of those people. Mm -hmm. It just uh, affected a lot of people, and I think every year... And actually, this is a question. Oh, your kids are young, but I wonder if you know that because you you know a lot of stuff, Samantha. She's very well read. Um, but do they do they teach in any schools? Is is it part of the curriculum? September 11th, like is it is it like a uh, something that's on the curriculum? It, it is, and oddly enough, so here's a, a weird story. My friend, when her daughter was in preschool, they were talking about 9/11, and they were
given where we live, Massachusetts, and some of those flights originated from here, I would imagine it's probably in the Caribbean. But at the very least, I know that there is literature uh, in the history section of the library at Mass Open School that explains uh, okay. that day and the heroes and you know the unfortunate Asian victims and all that. I was wondering that because uh, especially most, uh, they weren't born. So many kids were not born. So to them, yeah. Yeah. they don't know. Um, and you know, now a day like- People are beginning to forget, not forget, but the impact is becoming more and more diminished. Mm -hmm. Indeed, uh, and you know, but it was such a pivotal moment in our country. I mean, truly, it was a, it's a massively pivotal moment in our country. Mm -hmm. I mean, nothing's been the same since, right? Oh, I mean, no. Talking about traveling, but everything. Oh, yeah. Everything. I mean, it's, you, you can't do anything anymore. You can't go anywhere. It's just, uh, it's uh, the it freedoms. It's like the cork is pulled out of a bottle of people thinking that, you know, it's, it's okay to, you know, but it just seems like the, this, like, Pandora's box is open, and all of a sudden we have some sort of violence in the world. Sure. Violence in our country. You know, uh, I was saying. Right. And I said this a while back, but we talked about how everybody's differences, political, racial, whatever it was, was completely gone. When that happened, it brought this country together in a way that I don't think ever, anybody has ever seen. And now we're in a pivotal part of our lives now where there's so much tension, political, racial. Yeah. Right. Not that day, I remember driving home from the office, a total wreck, and I remember thinking, what Well, it's like family. It's 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 like family. You know what I mean, Samantha. You know when uh, you you can you know whoop up on your brother or sister. You know call them names, punch them in the nose, this that and the other thing. And you know what? That's what family does. But let somebody else outside of the family yeah. come in and look even cross-eyed at one of your people. Oh no. Right. Oh no. And it's our affected. It's like our family. It's, was, it, right. it, it, it is, and the only other things I can equate it to, um, and they both happened. One of them happened very shortly before my existence. Is uh, is the Kennedy assassination, John F. Kennedy. Of course, there was uh, Bobby Kennedy and Martin Luther King, and I was too young to. Uh, I was only like three or four years old when that stuff happened, so it didn't impact me. But the the JFK thing, you know, everything I've 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 ever read and studied, I've done reports on it in school when I was younger, you know, that uh, that just same thing. It just galvanized everybody sure. for a horrible reason, but it just brought Brings everybody together. together. And Pearl Harbor. Now that's going back twenty, you know. Yeah, that's going back, you know, twenty three years before I was born. Yeah. 
And it's sad because I think I said this, but I said, we almost need a tragedy oh. of that magnitude to bring us back together. I don't like that. It's sad to say. I know. But sometimes I feel that way. Yeah, look at the shooting at the Pulse nightclub in Florida. 50 people died. Look at the, the, the Vegas shooting. Oh. 50 something people died. You would think these would be occasions which we unify and we collect and we gather together against a, a common evil. And it seems like these things keep happening, and we're so disenchanted. We're just exactly. It's just day in the life stuff anymore. And and now it's stinks. everyday stuff, right? We become numb to that. Yeah. Like we need something that's yeah, bigger. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. It, it. We need something bigger, and that's so sad to say. But it's like you need something—a common thing that touches a lot more lives. And apparently, a shooting is not enough. Because we feel detached from it. It didn't happen in my backyard. It happened in another state. Oh, you know, it's like it's it's jaunting that we don't really it, it, it we just go over it. It's weird. Well, not for nothing. I don't. Go ahead. I was going to say that not for anything. I don't wonder that somebody out in uh, oh I don't know you know Kansas or Idaho or Arizona you know on September 11th you know who are not people right. who moved there from here but people who you know Grew up there you know flagstaff arizona i was born and raised you know um truckee california i was born and raised you know billings montana i was born and raised they see all this you know quote unquote nonsense going on every year and they're like okay um so this means to me what Right. I mean, it just, it, you know, it, it's, 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 it's attitude based on latitude, basically. And, you know, not that it's right, but you're exactly correct, both of you, saying that we're just so numb to it. We're just so, oh, well, that's a shame. And it is a shame, but then, you know what, people just move along. People move on. And it's not necessarily that we, quote, unquote, need it, but that's the impetus um, that is necessary or required, something hugely negative mm -hmm. and I hate that It's not even real. And I think that's what we need. We need like a UFO or something. Like it's like, because people will go, oh, damn, there's a UFO over America. We really got to get together. I mean, that's, I feel like we need to be in a movie. Right? Mm. Like, remember in Independence Day, everyone was like, oh, my God, we got to all to get together and we got to fight this common evil. Yeah, we got to. Yeah, like, we need that. Will Smith, we need Randy Quaid. Let's go. <laughs> like, we seriously need, like, a UFO or something, so, you know, something like that. Because, uh, that's enough. That's enough. I mean, it's, it's at the very least, you know, we'll lock it out with this. At the very least, it's ponderous as can be. At the very most, you're exactly right, Samantha. It's just, it's just nerve, it's just nerve Healing, never mind racking. It just peels every last nerve down to the last nerve. Yeah. yeah. Well. I mean, honestly, I didn't have any. I, I have anxiety now. I didn't have anxiety up until the time I was like almost thirty mm -hmm. years old. I have anxiety now. Yeah, I have anxiety too. And, uh, yeah. I'm taking medication for it, not to overshare. But I don't really give a damn. I no, it is what it is. It feels like every day it's something else, and now yeah. I have these children, 
And it's just like, what, what world did I bring them into? Right. And it's, it's terrifying. Like, I went to a Walmart in Maine a couple weeks ago, and I immediately looked where the exits were. I had yep. my keys in hand the whole time, much to their extreme annoyance. And it's just, but you're right, though. What's it going to take to do the science? And and you're right that's i go to the theater i look to where the the exits are i go to concerts you know i go to comic-con i go to all these events all the time and i'm by myself and i look around and i go where can i get out and where am i going to go i i that's a me my first immediate thing is how am i going to get out wow yeah i don't even go to those things anymore i don't i rarely go to a theater unless it's like a little kid's thing where i can fall asleep and i know nobody's going to spot it but it's, it's really I don't go to malls anymore. I, it's just, I was never a fearful person. And the fact that, especially if I have these two little lives to look out for, mm-hmm. I don't want to chance it. And uh, that's terrible. Yeah. That shouldn't be how it, how it is in 2019. And there shouldn't be a lot of the other things happening in 2019, but I won't get political. Thank you for letting me call in, guys. Of course. Thanks, Samantha. And Samantha is like the cutest twins like ever. Is that right? They're the cutest, <laughs> adorable, little Old Navy fashion model children. <laughs> <laughs> they do. They look so, they do. They should be doing like catalog work. They're so freaking cute. I can't stand it. I love you. I miss you. Thank you for calling, you, Sam. You're the best. Bye, Anna. Bye. So long, Matt. She's awesome, you know. Right. I, I, evidently, yeah. We've been friends a long time. I mean, I we met when we were at that company that we were referring to. We met um, at that company, and we worked together, and we hit it off right away. And she's always been a good friend to me. Like, whenever I need something, I mean, we cannot talk for a year. Right. And if I'm in trouble or she's in trouble or I need something or we have a question, whatever, Samantha's right there. Gotcha. And when I put on the Facebook page that we were going to talk about 9-11, Samantha's like, I'm going to come on the air. I did see that, And yeah. uh, she's she's just a good friend, very good friend, good person, good heart. Um, uh, uh, you know, you know, I always said this with my friends. I have a handful of girlfriends right. that I keep close to me because I think most women are biatches. But she, I do. I hate to say it's true. You're but not I have the only a, I have a few. I've heard that from. I have that, to tell you. You know. Ahead. Yeah, and I have a few that are very close to me. Uh, in you know, not necessarily, but in Boston. Yeah. And you know, my friend D and Samantha is is one of those quality good people who I've known for a very long time. So I love her very much, and I'm I'm glad she came on the air because she's the bomb. She is amazing. Bomb diggity. She's amazing. And, um, Bomb diggity hot, diggity hot, diggity dog. Speaking of hot dog, so I have got to, we should wrap it up because uh, Dad's like, hey, uh, when you stop it's at the... It's not even 7.30 yet. Like, we're not even at our regular time. Yes, we are. Oh, we, we are. Easy. Oh, we finished at 7. Yes. <laughs> Hello. I messed up. <laughs> I lost track of time, like, legit. Final really houts. Okay. We, we're going to have our final houts. Final houts. Okay. Yes. Uh, Charlie, ha- oh, oh, right. Oh, wow. Final <laughs> thoughts. Answer the phone when it rings. That's my There's final my thought. final thought. <laughs> Passive aggressive much? There's my final thought. <laughs> um, I gave you the extra what? Extra time because of the miss call. 
No, 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 false. No, because false. the next guys aren't coming in. The next, the next show isn't coming in. Gene told us <laughs> next. Gene, he told us in the beginning they weren't nice coming in. Nice try. And then, and then he said, he said, you can stay longer. That was Gene. Ruben, you better step oh, off yeah, right now bad. before I come in there because you do not want me getting out of this chair one more time. Oh, I'm coming. I'm coming, It Dutch. is on like Donkey Kong. Look out, Pally. You better be scared of me. Hey, 720, we went clearly... 20 minutes longer than Ruben likes. Oh, and when Car Carlos wants to go long, I bet you have no issue with that. Well, I'm meaning this, Favoritism. I'm meaning this in the nicest possible of ways. Man, I don't care. <laughs> okay, that's all of it, all man. Right. Good stuff. Listen, let's, you know what? Be, uh, we're we're going to wrap it up. And yeah, let's you wrap know it what? up. Let's do what you can. Not to sound like my Grammy, but you know what? Do what you can to make it feel like September 12th. Okay? That's when everybody was like this. Yeah. That's when the people... And I used to see the firemen and Dunkin' Donuts, and I'd go up to them, and I'd hug them and kiss them right. and tell them that I loved them. That's and when all the cement heads down in D.C. got together on the steps of the, of, uh, of the, of the Capitol and, uh, and sang together. And, yeah. and they meant it that time. They really meant it. We need it. a UFO. So, no, I don't want a UFO. That's what we need Jeez, to bring us together as a country. We need a UFO. We really need Like, legit. <sighs> Legit Independence Day. Too legit to quit, but we have to. Okay. All right. I'm hungry. What are you doing this weekend? Quickly, fast. Teaching all day on Saturday. Right. Good luck with that. Case. New I stuff. I am going out to Pennsylvania. Going to have a nice dinner on uh, awesome. on uh, on Saturday with uh, with Jamie and some friends. And on Sunday, dig this. I'm meeting my sisters. <laughs> we didn't even talk about that. Now we'll recap okay. it next well, week. Well, we'll make it quick. He's meeting his sister for the first time. So we're going to talk about it next week. We're going to have a whole story, yes? I have siblings. Okay. And we'll recap that you didn't even week. know about. So right. we'll talk about that. Ancestry.com. <laughs> I don't know. It's anyway. <laughs> all right, that's all. But give the week your best shot. Until next time, I am John. I'm Tracy. I'm coming for you, Ruben. Yeah, we'll catch you in real town. See you. Yeah. I miss a lot of that.